Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to the message. Monty here, and I am so excited to jump into this brand new series with you all. Yes, we are in the month of October, and kicking off this series, we are going to be talking about eternity. I guess this whole series is going to be talking about eternity. But this series is going to be called Closer to Eternity. Oh, this is going to be good. We're going to talk about all things, you know, heaven and God and how big he is. And so today's message I've called, How Big is God? And today we're going to look at all kinds of incredible things. i got some really exciting images, even a video. I'm, it's going to be about all these incredible things of how big God is. And I'm so excited to share with you guys today's message. I remember, I grew up in Australia, I'm Australian, and uh, I moved to Japan when I was nine. But when we were living in Australia, we were living in a town called Toowoomba. And our relatives, my grandma and, and other extended family, they all lived in a place called Sydney. Now, Toowoomba to Sydney is actually super far away. And what we would do when we'd want to go visit my relatives is we would drive down from Toowoomba to Sydney. And this is not like a small drive. This is not like a three-hour drive. This is a 12-hour drive. This is a long trip. And we had to take many pit stops on the way. And there was many tears and crying and fighting in the back seat. But <laughs> we would always make it to Sydney and always be good. But you know what? I remember this one time as we were driving back from Sydney to Toowoomba. And if you know anything about Australia, you know there's not much there. <laughs> Outside of the cities, there's not much there other than a few kangaroos. And uh, I remember one night we were driving back. And so I was sleeping in the back of the car. I think that's kind of like horizontal to the, to the seat. And I remember like waking up and looking out of the, the side window. The side window was at the top of me. I looked up and I could just see the most beautiful sky of stars I've ever seen in my life. Now, living in Japan, we don't get many stars. <laughs> living in Tokyo, we don't get many stars at all. We're lucky if we can see like two stars out there in the sky. In Australia, where we live, we could see more stars in the sky, but this was different. This starry night that I remember seeing as a child was beautiful. And we could see, you know, like the Milky Way in the sky. And I remember thinking like, is this a dream? Like, what is this? This is so stunning, so magnificent, so beautiful. And as a child, I remember how impacting the stars, the sky, this creation was. And so today, guys, we're going to talk about God, who is the creator. He has created everything. Everything natural that we see on this earth has been created by a master creator, a creator that loves his creations. And so we're going to talk about uh, what it says in Genesis chapter one. This is the very beginning of the Bible. This is where it all begins. And so let's jump into Genesis chapter one, verse one. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
So from the very beginning, we have God separating these two spaces. We have the heavens, we have heaven, and we have earth. It says the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So God didn't just make the earth and it was just like this like blob of something. I don't know of like whatever you want to call it. If it's molten lava or if it's actual water or if it's like gas or whatever it is. When God created it, his spirit was there from the very, very beginning. So God wasn't just in heaven, God's spirit hovered over his creation. He was always and is constantly close to his creation. It says, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came. And this marked the first day. So in this creation story, we have these big scenes and the Bible calls them days. Now people take that literally, people take that seasonally. I'm not here to get into what that is, but I'm here to say that God on each one of these days created something magnificent, something absolutely breathtaking because all of God's creation is breathtaking and all of God's creation, as we'll see, is good. See, every time God creates something, he calls it good, right? Isn't that amazing? And so it goes on. So that was the first day. The second day said, then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of heaven. And God called that space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. So now God is putting this this space in between these two creations that he's making. And throughout all of it, God is there in his creation and God declares that his creation is good. It goes on to describe what happens on the third day, how God creates the land and he creates the sea and he creates the plants and everything is good. And then we come to the fourth day in verse 14. It says, Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons and the days and the years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. So God made the stars. God made all of this this vast expanse of universe that we are still discovering to this day. It said God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day, this is the sun, and the smaller one to govern the night, that's the moon. It says he also made the stars. And God set these lights in the sky to light the earth to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So this is a beautiful scene of God painting the universe. So he makes the heaven and he makes earth. And then he makes all of this vastness that we, we are now, as I said, still continue to discover, which we call the universe. 
And God, boom, He makes it. He speaks it into being. And when God speaks, there is creation. There is life. As we continue to read through the the creation story, and I won't read it today with us all together, but it goes on to talk about how God creates the birds and the air and the fish and the sea and the animals and creatures and everything on the land. And it was good. And then ultimately God comes to the sixth day and he creates humans. He creates the first human being. And on the seventh day, it says God rests and all of his creation. He looks on all of his creation from big to small. And he says every single one is good. Isn't that great? That God is a good creator. And so that's the first thing we want to talk about today is that God created everything. Now, humans, we have the ability to also create. We can make man-made objects, but we can't make like animals out of nothing. We can't make a human out of nothing. We can't make stars. We can't make atmosphere. We can't make all of this stuff out of nothing. We have to borrow from the things that God has created for us humans to create something, right? God is the master creator. He is the greatest. He is the Lord of Lords. He is above all. And he's created all these amazing things. And he loves his creations. In the Psalms, it has so many beautiful Psalms. And one of the Psalms talks about how God has knit us together. How when God creates us, he knits us together in our mother's womb. When you know knitting, knitting is a very tedious task where you have to get every stitch right so that you get a proper piece of fabric or quilt or whatever you're making, right? You have to get every stitch right. Well, human anatomy is so much more complex than just like a scarf or something like that. God knits us together. Every cell, every strand of DNA, every piece that makes us who we are, God knits us together in our mother's womb. Before we are even born, before we even take our first breath, God has put so much love and focus and design into each one of us. God is a master creator. And God created this little blue planet that we call Earth. (laughs) And I think it's interesting. The better that science gets, the more that it actually confirms that there is a creator. The more the science gets more complex and the, the more you know detail we get, the more it points to there has to be a creator. There's no way that all of this stuff just happens by chance. That, oh yeah, this just happened and then, oh, there was just all of a sudden, you know, something appeared and then that evolved into this and this and this and this and this. No, 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 no. God is the creator. And science more and more points back to God the creator. And our planet, this planet Earth, is proof that God is a master creator because a little bit closer to the sun, our Earth would be too hot and we would all burn and die. A little bit further away from the sun, then we would all be too cold and freeze to death. Both deaths are terrible, right? So we are in this little perfect little space in our universe, in our solar system, in the perfect space of where the sun is. And our atmosphere 
is perfect. Our oxygen is perfect. Our gravity is perfect. The water, H2O, that supports all life on this earth is perfect. Every single building block that we take for granted in our lives that make up where we live is perfect. It's planned, it's ordered, it's not chaotic. It's not chance. There's a plan and a purpose to everything that God has made. And we call this little planet the Goldilocks planet. You know the story of Goldilocks and, and the bears and how one was too like the porridge was too hot and one was too cold and one was just right. That's us. That's here. This planet. We are just right. It's called the Goldilocks planet because everything is a little bit too perfect, don't you think? Just one of these things out of sync, one of these things out of whack might not even be able to support life at all. But because everything is perfectly aligned, Earth can sustain us. Earth can sustain life. Now, are there other planets in the universe that might be able to sustain life? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Who knows? God is God and God can do whatever He wants. <laughs> but we're here to focus on the creation that we have around us. Yeah? And I, I love how we are one speck in the universe. The universe is so large. Even from us to the moon was a far, far thing to go to. And then we have other planets in our solar system that moves around the sun. And to get from here to Mars or something like that is going to take years and years and years. Forget about going outside of our solar system. Like, all of, like the universe is massive. Massive, massive, massive. And I'm, go I'm so excited to show you guys some things that I've been, that I've been seeing. And uh, there's this one little video that I found on YouTube the other day. And it shows this size comparison of, you know, Earth and other planets and our solar system, the Milky Way that we live in, to all of this craziness that we have in the known world. And so let's watch this video together. Okay. So I got this video on two times speed and we're going to see all these amazing planets. So we got, you know, Pluto, which people say is not a planet anymore. Hashtag tier. I thought Pluto was a planet. I don't know what it is anymore, but I think people are trying to get it back. Anyways, we got some different moons from other planets in the universe. We got Mars, Venus, Earth. This is Earth. This is our tiny planet. Kelper is another planet in another solar system. Could be cool. Might want to check it out one day. And now we're getting some big guys. Saturn, Jupiter. And now we have the sun. It says dwarf star, which means small. <laughs> we have giant star, red giant star, Arcturus giant star, supermassive black hole, red giant star, super giant star. I just love how like they're running out of words to describe the size of these stars. It's like giant, hyper giant. <laughs> Like, we don't have words. Oh, we're back to Supergiant. Okay. Oh, no, we're back to Hypergiant. Look at the size of these, these suns. These suns are humongous. Our sun is a tiny, tiny baby sun. Now, what is this? What do you think this is? Look at this. What is this? What is this, big boy? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a supermassive black hole. <laughs> Look at the size of these things. These things are huge. But then, what is this? This is a nebula. This is like a, a cluster of gas and stars in the sky. And there's another one, like, what is that? It looks beautiful, insane. Another incredible shot. And we zoom out, and now we have a galaxy. And this one is called a dwarf galaxy, which means it's a small galaxy. 
And then we have, <laughs> it's called Tarantula, which is pretty sick. Sleeping Beauty, that's a cool name for a galaxy. Look how beautiful that is. Milky Way, this is our galaxy, yay! And then we've got another galaxy, Andromeda, that's pretty close to us. And we have, what is that, Hypergalaxy? Super Cluster? I don't even know what that is! <laughs> and then what is this? This massive orb is what it says. It's called the Observable Universe. So you saw that, right? You saw us zoom out from Earth to other planets, to the sun, to other suns, to this black hole, to solar systems, to all of this stuff, and it zooms all the way out, and it says the observable universe. Do you know what that tells me? Is that means there's more to the universe that is unobservable. The universe is massive, massive, and we are just this tiny, tiny speck in this universe. And God that created this universe is bigger than the universe. And this God would seek to have a relationship with us. We are these tiny, tiny, tiny little specks of dust in this grand space that God has created. And God cares about us. He, he, he wants a relationship with us. And I love this interaction between God and a man named Abraham. And Abraham has this incredible relationship with God, the God of the universe. When we say God of the universe, that's big, right? And, and he's having a conversation with God. And during this time, Abraham is in, in a bit of a, a hard place in life. You know, he's having a bit of a, a bit of a sook, as we say in Australia, <laughs> where he's feeling sad. He's feeling sorry for himself because God had given him a promise, but Abraham hadn't seen that promise yet. How many of us tend to respond like Abraham? God has given you a promise and yet we haven't seen it yet. Therefore, we think God doesn't care or God's not listening or God blah, blah, blah. So God takes Abraham outside of his tent, right? He has this interaction. In Genesis 15 verse 5, it says, Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. I love this scene because I feel like God is being a bit cheeky. He's like, count the stars if you can, <laughs> knowing full well that it is impossible to count the stars because now Abraham didn't know this then. Like Abraham would have looked in the sky and he would have seen a sky similar to maybe what I saw in Australia that night, seeing this beautiful canvas in the sky of like millions of stars and thinking, wow, what a big universe there it is out there. But what we can see from this earth is so tiny compared to how many stars and galaxies made up of stars there actually are. There's like trillions and billions, and I don't know what the next you know counter above that is. <laughs> There's so many. God is being cheeky. He's saying count the stars if you can, because God knows how many stars there are. He's the one that put them there. He's the one that made them. And he's saying to Abraham, come on, Abraham, I'm bigger than your problem. Trust in me. Don't look at your situation. Look at me. And I love this. We live on this tiny speck in this one little galaxy called the Milky Way. And I want to show you guys some images of the Milky Way. And so here we go. Here's an image. This is from NASA. And this is our Milky Way. 
and this thing is huge. And when you zoom in, it's got this little speck with a little ring there. And that's our sun. In this entire galaxy called the Milky Way, our sun is a tiny speck. Our solar system is a tiny speck. And you see that little ring, that little circle there. <laughs> that's what we can see. That's what we can see. So when God said to Abraham, count the stars if you can, if, if Abraham even did try and count all of the stars he could see in the night, which would have taken him, I don't know how many years, every night he gets out his little notebook, all right? <laughs> Starting up from uh, 572,000. <laughs> That's all we can see in our own galaxy. Our galaxy is massive and we are just one galaxy of millions. And so, guys, I, w I was on this NASA website for a while. And when I say I got lost on this website, I got lost. I got deep into this website. I just was spending hours just going through all of these incredible, beautiful images of what God's creation looks like, His good creation. And I want to share just a few with you guys. Now, if you want to go check out NASA's website for yourself and find all these catalogs, please do it. It is so beautiful. It's actually like touching. It's impacting to see what a, a beautiful creation that God makes, what an incredible God that we serve, who He is. And so let's have a look like, so here's an image of a spiral galaxy. Well, most of our galaxies are spirals. They have this kind of spiral shape. <laughs> so let's take a look at a few of them. Here's another one. It just looks beautiful. You can see like the entire arc, the entire motion. And in this galaxy, in any galaxy, there are solar systems. Each sun, each, each star is a sun, right? And each sun is a solar system. Perhaps there's planets, perhaps there's like all kinds of stuff, I don't know. But each one of these specks of light is a sun. That's insane. That's in a galaxy, in one galaxy. And these are different galaxies. Look at this galaxy. It looks like a donut. <laughs> looks amazing. Or it looks like a big, you know, the, like a big eye. But look at this one. This is a, they call this one the firework galaxy. Because it looks like fireworks just going off. There's beautiful colors everywhere. It's stunning. And this one, I think this is one of my favorites. This galaxy is called the Sombrero Galaxy. <laughs> and this is what a galaxy looks like from the, from the edge. Normally we, we see these images of, of galaxies, it's like from the top down. But this is what a galaxy looks like from the edge. It's this beautiful ring. It looks like a halo in the sky. Absolutely stunning. And then we don't only have galaxies in the universe. We got all kinds of stuff out there in the universe. And there's this, these things called nebula. Nebulae? Not sure what the uh, plural there is for that. It's like octopus and octopi. But anyway, we got these nebulas, <laughs> nebulae, and it's just these these beautiful formations. And you know, we reckon it's gas or whatnot, but it looks stunning. So let's ch check this one out. This is two combining or crashing into one another at the same time. Isn't that stunning? And then we go down, and there's another one called the cat's eye. Look at that. What is that? absolutely beautiful. There's one here. This is called the eye of God. And it absolutely looks like that. It looks like an eye in the universe. So stunning. We have, look at this. I don't even know what this is. What is this? The celestial towers or something like that? These things, look at that. It's beautiful. 
This is just like, it looks like a sunset, but it's like a space sunset. I love it. And I love this final one here too. Like, this looks like something out of like Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Wars or something sci-fi, something that we make up, but this is not made up. This is God, the creator. And he makes these, these beautiful creations. And sometimes we can't see it with the naked eye. We have to get all these fancy cameras and fancy types of, you know, beams and lasers to see God's invisible qualities. But when we see it, it's stunning. Like how, how can you tell me that there's no creator? How can you tell me that God doesn't exist when we have things like this in the universe that we can't explain? We can't explain. And then I want to see, I want to show you guys this photo. This is just, a, it's called a cluster of stars. It's just like, where is the blackness in this? There's more stars than black in this image. It's a cluster of stars. This is millions and trillions of suns. But you know what, as, as incredibly cool as that is, let me show you this photo. And you're thinking, oh, that's less stars than the first photo. Actually, if you zoom in on this photo, these are not stars, these are galaxies. Stars are in the galaxies, right? <laughs> what we looked at was a cluster of stars. What now we're looking at is a cluster of galaxies. This is beautiful. This shows the bigness of our God. This God is so big and so large and He loves us and He created us. The same God that created all of these galaxies, that created our solar system, our planet and all of that. He loves us. You know what they reckon? They reckon our little solar system, our little sun and our little friends and planets, our neighborhood is like a, a 10 yen coin in the, the land of America. America. 10 yen coin. That's our solar system. And then smaller than that is where we live. Our sun, our planet is so, so tiny. <laughs> in, in, in just our galaxy and there's millions, millions of galaxies. Guys, like I, I'm, I'm really excited by this stuff because it shows just how beautiful God is and the creations that He makes. And so let's, let me read a few scriptures with you from Psalms. Because back then, in the Bible days, they didn't have telescopes. <laughs> they didn't have these things that they could see. And so Psalm 19, 1-2, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the works of His hand. Day after day they pour forth speech, and night after night they reveal knowledge. It's just, it's so true. The stars, the sky proclaims that there is God. Proclaims the goodness and the greatness and the bigness of God. We can see it all around us. We can see God. We can see the evidence of God. Psalm 8, 3 to 4 also says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? <laughs> exactly. Who are we? These tiny, small specks in this very, very large painting that God would even notice that God would even care. And that's the final thing I want to say, that although God is so big, He is also so close. Because God cares. He made us. We're not just some little experiment that He tried in one corner of this massive galaxy. No, we, it says He created the heavens and the earth. 
before he created the other galaxies and the rest of the stars, he, he created the heavens and the earth. You see, we are at the forefront of God's mind. We are the first thing that God is thinking about. He created a place for us because he wanted a creation to have a relationship with. He wanted sons and daughters in this human form. And you know what? We, you know, we, we messed up. We sinned, Adam and Eve, they, they sinned and, and that world has fallen. But God sent Jesus to fix all of that because God didn't want things to stay in that state. God wanted that relationship back. He said, I created these people, these beings, and I want a relationship with them. And so God sent Jesus, God himself, Jesus as God, became flesh. He lowered himself to our form. <laughs> The, the God that created all of that lowered himself to become the same form, the same flesh and blood that we are so that Jesus could live the perfect life and he could die on a cross to take our sins away so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could know the creator of the universe, the creator of those galaxies, of those nebulas, of those stars, of all of that, that creator God wants a relationship with us. He died. He, he became human flesh and died for us, but he didn't stay dead. He rose again three days later and he is alive today. And Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, he has made everything appropriate in its time and he has also set eternity in their heart without the possibility that mankind will find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. We will never know the grandness of God. We will never know the bigness of God. How big is God? We will never know. Even when we get to heaven, I, do you, I don't know. Do, are we actually going to be able to comprehend the bigness of God once we go to heaven? I don't know. What a thought. I just thought of that right now. Interesting. But it says God has placed eternity in our hearts. That craving to know the Creator. That hole that we try to fill with all of these other earthly things. God has put eternity in our hearts. Eternity is real. God is real. Heaven is real. And all of that reality wants a relationship with us. He wants to help us. And so today, I want to finish this, this first episode of our, you know, getting closer to eternity series by saying God has put eternity in our hearts. And these next few weeks, we're going to talk more about what that means, what eternity actually is, what it looks like. But today, I hope that it wasn't just, you know, a few cool images that we looked at together. I hope that we somehow grasped a little bit more of just how big and how wonderful our God is and how good we and all of His creation is as well. And so right now, guys, I'd love to pray with you all together. And so if you want to, why don't you raise your hands with me? And I just want to just pray a prayer of blessing. And God, I just pray for every person here, God. I pray that as we go through our lives, we, we go through things. We, we have struggles and we have doubts and we go through problems, God. And sometimes our problems feel so big. But God, I pray that through today's message, God, that we would recognize that you are so much bigger. God, you are the king of the world. You are the king of the universe. And so, God, I pray that we would be able to understand that you are so big and that we can put our faith in you that we can trust you, that we don't have to look at our problems and though they feel big, God, that you are so much bigger than anything that we go through, anything that we experience. God, let us put our faith in you. I pray you help us in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. And lastly, I just want to pray for anyone who wants to make that decision to believe in Jesus. Like I mentioned, God loves you so much. He sent Jesus to die for you. And you can have that relationship with Him today. So I'm going to count to three. I'm going to say now. And when I say now, I'm, going to, I'm just going to ask you to make that decision to raise your hand or to make that decision in your heart to accept Jesus, the God, the, <laughs> the creator of the universe, to accept Him into your life. Are you ready? Three, two, one, now. Why don't you accept Him? Let me pray for you all. God, I thank you for these beautiful people that you love them so much more than, than the galaxies and the nebulas and all these incredible things that you've made that God, you love them so much more than any of that. And so God, I pray right now that you come into their life and you fill them with your love and your grace, that you wipe away their past, wipe away their sins. And God, I pray that you give them a hope for the incredible future that you have. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I'm really excited for this series. I hope you enjoyed today's message. Make sure you tune in next week for the next one. It's going to be good. See ya then. Bye. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider Lifehouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.